Hello, and welcome to the cockpit. I'm your host, Zesty. I'm your co-host, Rusty. In this podcast, our main focus is the exciting world of virtual reality, as well as basically everything else. So come and share a drink with us and join in the discussion in the comments. Today, we're back. Oh, no, we're not. <laughs> that was written in case we had to use the old studio, but we don't anymore. Um, what are you drinking Bro. today, Rusty? The usual beer. <laughs> yeah, uh, the usual cheap whiskey and lemonade for me. So, yeah, um, <laughs> one thing to mention. So this kind of brings us into our first topic. Uh, I'm in a different avatar. So uh, <laughs> Rusty helped me massively. Um, I created like the base model with Vroid Studio. I uh, had no idea how to make like a balaclava shape for it. But Rusty being a legend, he made this. I kind of look like uh, Megamind though, but it's, it's cool for now. <laughs> <laughs> All that British brain must be in there somewhere, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't you know, use fourth dimensional space. But yeah, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about Unity. So um, the reason I was going to mention uh, the old studio world that we built um is just because we've got an extra seat here so um yeah could you let me um so i wanted to get my my avatar without the, the desk so I, I thought you know simple thing just copy the the thing from the avatar from unity everything involved <clears throat> remove the chairs and you know just upload it again no no fuck all fuck all unity no fuck off <laughs> yeah. What, what happened was it basically broke everything. And the only avatar I have available right now is this one with three seats. Ergo, uh, one empty seat is here now. I couldn't fix it for the life of me. I still... I'm I'm really this close to fucking giving up with that <laughs> shit. If I have enough time, though, I'll edit something funny in the, in the third seat so uh, we can have, like, a little uh, lurker just to sit there... Um, but yeah, that's I that's a if I... PNG of of Elon Musk smoking weed in there. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, Unity is one of those things where if you change one thing, it then fucks up ten other things. So it's like a constant battle against against whatever you fucked up. And like this avatar is one example. So it, it looked great in Blender, and then. For some reason, there's like a portion of my trouser legs missing. Um, not sure exactly where they've gone, but they were there in Blender, not there in Unity. So who knows? <laughs> and I couldn't exactly Google like where have my fucking trousers gone? <laughs> like it, nothing would come up. So I, I couldn't word it. I was like, okay, there's, there's like polygons missing between the two platforms. How did this happen? That reminds me of Honey. Where are my pants? <laughs> Where is my super suit? <laughs> uh, before before this uh, lemon goes on, juice. <clears throat> Damn, you're doing some gymnastics. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. I thought a piece of my hoodie was missing then, but it was just the chair clipping. That's fine. That's fine. But yeah, um, my for those of you who don't know, Unity is how you build the worlds, you build avatars and stuff. 
My one's a little bit janky, so ignore ignore how it's behaving on camera right now. <laughs> I had to put my height as 5'1", for some reason, for the full body to work, so I think that's why it's... Like, my arms aren't actually where my arms are. It's a little bit weird. Uh-huh, for some reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually 5'1 in real life. I'm a little hobbit. <laughs> the thing with Unity, like you, you, uh, you imported US from Vroid into Blender and then to Unity, right? Yes, sir. So I don't know about Vroid, but I do know that Blender and Unity use two diff, uh, two different scaling uh, systems in terms of defining uh, something size. So if you import it from three different softwares, it's it's just gonna fuck everything over. Yeah, um, I think the scaling. So it was fine when um when I, I had my real height, it was fine. But you could tell when I did the full body calibration that it was offset. So um, like I was taller than the avatar, so it made it just made it stretch. And I was like, okay, okay weird. Oh, you are aware you can set your height in VR chat. Yeah, yeah, that's how I how I fixed it. I, I put myself down to five one, and then the full body trackers were in the right place. It makes no sense, I know, I know. but um, I, I posted in the Discord, I was like, how, how the fuck do I fix this? It, like, is it a VR chat problem or is it a Unity problem? And Kelly was like, just change your height and it fixed it. But I think it's a little weird now. Yes, it is a little <laughs> weird if I got it. But yeah, I think this is going to be my avatar from now on. I'm going to try to fix it as much as possible when I can be bothered. But um, it's an excellent rated avatar. It's like literally two megabytes, so... It works well for for my purposes. Uh, I hope it's not too horrifying to see on camera. <laughs> but yeah, we've got an obligatory VR news topic. Um, I, I saw a bunch Ooh. of stuff about AR, XR, and VR still getting massive funding. Um, there was a lot of hoo-ha about it failing and stuff, right, because of Meta. But um, apparently in the corporate side of VR, uh, it's still getting massive funding. And a fun fact, Coca-Cola has a corporate VR training platform for some reason. It's called Gemba. <laughs> like, what would they use a VR training platform for, do you think? I don't have any idea, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> the more funding they get, the better the shit goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll try and find some clips of Gemba, uh, like what they use it for, because I was baffled. I haven't looked it up yet. Um, uh, actually... Gemba is used by Coca-Cola, Nike, and Pfizer. You know Pfizer, like the vaccines? Yeah. And those three companies have nothing in common. So <laughs> what do Nike and Pfizer need? We asked about Coca-Cola already. What do Nike and Pfizer need a VR training platform for? <laughs> like, uh, With Nike, I can imagine you like have shoes that you can inspect in VR. <laughs> like all the... All the Kids in the sweatshops with VR headsets on, <laughs> trying to make VR shoes. Ah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> like what? But um, Pfizer that as was well. A gruesome joke, my guy. <laughs> hey, it's Nike. It's Nike's <laughs> fault, man, not mine. But yeah, um, child labor is entirely Nike's fault. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pfizer. Uh, they create vaccines, so maybe they've got some sort of. You know, you put the red bottle with the blue bottle and then it makes a, you know, a vaccine for the, the coof. For the coof? 
the <laughs> thing that was like a, a year or two back. I'm not sure if um, if YouTube still picks up on us saying uh, I can censor that, but oh yes, the 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 bad disease. Yeah, like the the because there's like a whole misinformation thing on on YouTube. I think it's gone now, uh, but if you mention it, it normally it flags your videos like misinformation it's, it's, and stuff. It's not like we like. Are a source of valuable information, right? <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> but um, one of the uh. so I saw this VR training platform. I will put the name of it up because I was I was dumb. I didn't research it beforehand. Uh, I mentioned it when we were talking with Umbra. So it's like uh, VR ground control. Holy shit! The clouds got thick, man. Did that happen for you as well? Yeah, twice already, but I didn't mention it. Okay, but um. Yeah, so it's it's like ground control at an, at an airport, and it's a real training platform, but they gamified it for Steam. I find it really Sounds interesting. Cool. Um, you know, the I think that side of things is always going to get the most funding because as a VR developer, you can be like, look, you're not just going to be jerking off to anime girls. You, you can train as a firefighter. Give us money for that, you know? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a shame that the other Very side of it... Very specific example, my guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, like, what are your thoughts on the future of, like, the it being a training platform anyway? You kind of cut out for me what you say. Oh, shit, really? Hopefully my audio's okay. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it being, a like, VR as a training platform in the future? I mean, as far as, you know, reality goes... You experience reality exactly as you do in VR right now. The only difference is is it's not actually photons, it's this digital screen displaying things in front of you. So this is probably as close we get to a, let me borrow, matrix. As close to that where you can practice without consequences and I, it's like the best way to practice, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like, yeah, you don't want somebody f like ground the ground control thing as an example. You don't want somebody fucking up a plane landing when they're in training, you know. So I, I guess you can put them through VR for like it's for like a couple months and then be like, okay, now it's your chance. Yeah, it's also like uh, how children uh, become better at whatever they want to do. They play with things and they keep playing until that playfulness can be translated into something. Uh, in work I think we spoke before about how I used to play with uh, like Lord of the Rings figures and lay siege to Helm's Deep um, <laughs> I've gotten really good at that now so uh, you give me an army of maybe 200 men I'd uh, <laughs> I'd fill in the blanks mate trust me <laughs> but yeah what I the fuck would we even siege um, a mall Germany <laughs> no, I would I would need more than two hundred men. Good idea. I've, I've done the maths. <laughs> oh, cheers! I doubt that. Cheers. But yeah, uh, honorable mention for the VR section as well. Did you see that one? Number three. <clears throat> Among Us VR. One million copies sold as of the 
25th. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> crazy. But yeah, the 25th of this month, Among Us VR hit 1 million copies sold like on all platforms. Um, do you think that's good for VR? I think as of now it's bad because I'm aware that it's mostly questies. But in in terms of future uh, future view, when companies, uh, especially like game companies and shit, see that there's huge potential, just as in the computer game industry, uh, they will ma- develop more games which will affect both Quest games, uh, Quest hardware and PC VR hardware in the positive over over a longer period. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, and uh, while Among Us doesn't really uh, appeal to me. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind playing the VR version with friends, but uh, yeah, I imagine it's, I would. it's full of screaming children. <laughs> but um, I, I think, it, yeah, exactly as you said, other other companies that aren't currently funding games in VR, because that's the problem, right? It's it's like, why fund a VR game that has a smaller a, a smaller user base when we could just make another PC, Xbox, PlayStation game that's already got the market there? So you can see why there's not many game like developers that go for it but this yeah this this is a good example for other people hopefully you know that expands our game library in the future the years to come uh meta actually said they were uh focusing more on pc vr now did you see that no um i'll put the i didn't put it in the in the topic sheet this is just something i remember but recently they said they're moving their focus away from mobile vr um, and focusing more on like PC VR development because they they bought out a shit ton of studios, right? You remember that, and then did nothing with yeah, them. Yeah, their anti-consumer practices. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So they competitive practices. Sorry. They bought out they both. Still apply. Basically, every good VR studio. They just like it's called sniping, right? They snipe them, um, and then did nothing with them. <laughs> and I think exactly as Rusty is saying, that was like Meta's way of taking the competition and. It looked like it's, at first. It's anti-con- uh, anti-competitive practices like fucking Rockefeller did with the oil. Yeah. Like he, he got the biggest oil company ever and then he undercut prices of other com- uh, oil companies until they went bankrupt because he was large enough to afford it. And then he, you know, raised the prices to normal again. And he did uh, so much that uh, there's now, after his company in America at least, I don't know where else that applies, but like the anti-monopolizing... Uh, law, law system thing, thingamajig. Yeah, Apple got hit with that recently, didn't they? They um, yeah, and Facebook in Germany too. Yeah, I, I think it's to do with um. So the Apple one anyway is to do with the App Store because they, I don't know, they charge like thirty developers like thirty percent to put their games on there, and they don't allow um Android games on Apple or Apple games on Android. So I think Google and Apple got hit with it, at least in the EU. So they have to allow their own version of the play store or google have to allow ios store they're basically limiting open market practices by having the market only apply to their own devices which is the entire problem like you can't have competitiveness if you are the only person you know saying yes you can do this and no you can do you can't do this here famously um you owe me 30 percent of your earnings now (laughs) yeah exactly um Famously, Microsoft got hit with a lawsuit. Um, I think it was like a couple billion that they were charged, or million. I'll put, I'll put it up here. F- fact checks go up there, not when we're speaking. <laughs> we we don't have like a... 
Uh, this is why we need a third person. Like, you know, on Joe Rogan's podcast, he's like, Jamie, pull that up. Um, we don't have anyone to pull that up, so I'll do all that in editing. But um, Microsoft got hit with a lawsuit about Microsoft Edge uh, because they force it into every Windows install and you can't uninstall it. Um, yeah. And Microsoft Edge keeps reappearing you know, like, on my desktop. I keep deleting it from my desktop just to tidy things up and it keeps putting back the shortcut. Don't delete it from your desktop. Go into your apps and features. On You have Windows 11, by the way. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't <laughs> even know how to uninstall things properly there, but for Windows 10... It's least. add and remove programs, but you can't, right. you can't remove Microsoft Edge. It doesn't let you. Oh, well, reminds me of Facebook on any phone I buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway... You can only disable it, but you know, that's, that shit stays on there. <laughs> back, to, um, back to Meta. So I think they learned from their mistakes and now they they're apparently focusing more on pc vr development which i think is good they have a good few games on the the pc oculus um that that one you you always talk about that i haven't played which one uh there's the space frisbee one there's a few uh yes echo arena no okay. uh echo vr echo vr yeah it's very good it's very nice it's a lot of fun kind of dead though because you know facebook killed pc vr for for their fucking software yeah it's it's horrible and having to open the oculus overlay and then steam vr is just a pain in the ass but <laughs> um at least they so they learned from their mistakes i think with focusing on mobile vr like that's probably one of the major reasons why they're failing at the moment right because people view meta and the metaverse as horizon worlds and like it just looks like shit. Yeah, that's, <laughs> hold on, let me deny a Discord call real quick. Mr. Popular? Yeah, right. <laughs> Please continue to... Uh... Anyways, I completely forgot what I was about to say with that one. Um, uh, I, I was talking what, about... What, what yeah, talking I, was, about? I was talking about mobile. Their focus on mobile VR potentially being the reason why they're failing so hard at the moment. And that might be why they've done a 180 on it to focus more on PC VR because they know that's where the majority of like hardcore ah, VR yeah. users are. Yeah, you know, I think people tend to learn from their mistakes when they lose like a few hundreds of billions of dollars worth of stock price. <laughs> when they focus on meta, which is just dumb. So yeah, you know, that, that just kind of, you know, I, I want to say it this way. With Mark Zuckerberg tried to push Meta as much as he did, and the stock price basically basically kicked him in the balls and punched him in the face twice for it. And you know now he's starting to to you know change his opinion on this shit. Yeah, um, I, I, to be honest, that probably didn't even dent his pockets. The fucking goblin, but definitely um, not now. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but I I think the the backlash has like he's probably been like I got whoever moderates the the horizon world's instagram shadow banned me just for making a constructive comment and i'll keep mentioning that just because that's not how you handle criticism like anybody objectively can you know you can review criticism and be like okay this guy says we're out of touch maybe we do need to be more in touch with people but never mind 
Um, hopefully the the yeah they basically created their own safe little safe space where no actual like useful criticism can ever reach them, so they never improve for the better. So that Godzilla thing, the whole post actually got removed a few days later. I forgot to mention that <laughs> they removed the whole post because it looks so fucking ridiculous. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we've actually got a uh, a VR topic from our favorite Discord admin slash head of HR for the cockpit. Yeah, cheers before we get into that. Uh, real quick, has any, any of those products crashed for the camera? Uh, no, it just, it tends to get a little bit brighter um, now and again on the camera, but... It's mostly passing through my field of view. All right, so um, we're sitting right by the clouds, so sometimes they pass through us, which just like tints everything a bit blue. So don't 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 wonder if this you you, you know you see that. But yeah, what 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 do you mean, the honorable mentions? Uh, so we uh we got a a VR topic from our head of HR slash Discord admin slash. Our favorite eagle, Kelly herself. Um, oh, in topic suggestions, the one literally suggested like about five hours before we were recording this. Yeah, she must have realized how useless we were being, and she was like, "I'm going to throw them a bone. I'm just going <laughs> to give them a topic." But um, wow, yeah. So the topic is: if you guys could make any type of VR game, game typo, I think. <laughs> oh no! Wait, wait. If you guys could make any type of VR game game, would would you make? Come on, Kelly. <laughs> it was edited as well, and you didn't notice that, but that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's just like the uh, the English graduate in me coming out. I'm sorry. Um, if you guys could make any type of VR game, what would you make? Rusty, do you want to go first? No. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Okay. Um, <laughs> personally, like there was a big craze um you know, maybe like five to ten years ago about uh, zombie survival games, right? Like Daisy, And yeah. you had every game trying to copy it for years. Um, I think that, you know, we've had tons of shit in that genre and then it's fallen off over the last few years. But I would love a VR version of that. So like, you know, with base building, zombies, of course, um, other players is is the main thing. So like, other players taking part in the world with all the features of Daisy, like eating, uh, you know, warming up by a fire and stuff. But like, yeah, I think uh, actual good VR zombie survival game that's multiplayer um, would be awesome in VR. So in context to what, with what you just said, I think a flaw in that would be people are lazy. And they don't want to, when they play a game, they don't want to exert much effort for it. I I had the pro I have the problem myself when I play Rumble. Put it on screen if, you know, just for reference. Earthbending VR, uh, you actually have to remember stances and actually move quickly, respond to it really competitively. And that gets you to fucking sweat quickly. Like, yeah, it's definitely. a lot of effort and your arms tire out really quickly. And that's a lot of effort. A lot of fun too, but I think that's a problem with it. You can't do it for you know long hours at a time, or uh, you know you can't overexert yourself doing it. 
Well, what I'm thinking of is something much simpler. Like, um, have you ever played the game uh, Black and White? I haven't. Does that tell you anything? Do you want to talk a bit about it's, it? I'll put the footage it, maybe behind Maybe I us. misremember the name. Maybe I misremember the name, but it's a game like from 2002 or five, like the area computer game where you your mouse your cursor is a hand and you play basically play god okay on, on like a civilization and you can become a evil god black or a good god white by killing people on your whim or helping them with their crop grow or something and that's something you can translate into vr very easily and quickly or like very immersively and it does not involve a lot of physical effort on your own part so I think that would be good, uh, good adaptation for it. Yeah, I've I've actually seen um. So it was a it was like a a tech demo, not really a game, but it was, you know, like haptic feedback gloves, so you can feel when you're picking something up in VR and when you're like touching things. It was li literally that, like it was like a farm, and you're like God, like you bring rain clouds over, and you can make it rain and feel the raindrops on your hands. Um, you can like push things and stuff. But like it was, it was more meant as an example of the different feelings of the gloves. Um, mm. But yeah, that 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 would actually be a pretty. What's that? What's that game about? Like the rabbit, where you have like you guide a rabbit through. It, it's like a like a story based game. It's supposed to be really good. It won like awards and stuff. Um, you guide a rabbit through the levels, so it's not you don't play as the rabbit. You play as like is an, it, is it a VR game? A VR game, yeah. Is it is it the white white mouse, not the rabbit? I think so. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I know what you what game you're talking about. Don't know. Yeah. The so you name. play as like it's the, a quest the one. I think it was. Okay. Them, I've seen it. But yeah, you play as like the unseen force guiding the rabbit. So it's kind of like you raise things for it, and like you you push platforms and move the rabbit and stuff. So it's. I think that type of game is actually a really good suggestion, man. It's it's because it's a different take on it. You don't play as the character you play as moss. like the moss that's it yeah okay yeah there you go it's a it's a mouse not a rabbit okay I think. it's a moss <laughs> but yeah uh i i've never played that game but it does look really really good um I, I like the concept of it definitely but um to touch on what you mentioned with like the like vr games definitely make you put on a sweat um <laughs> run boys is a good example but i think so it, it depends on whether you have to actively be standing up and stuff because some games allow you to sit down and then scale your character back up so shooters i i can't play pavlov sat down uh, pavlov actually doesn't let you sit down i think i think there's a distinct problem with shooters because i recently tried to play uh into the radius sitting down yeah i don't think into and the radius lets you know the you, magazines it? It, it lets you but the magazines are stored like right at your stomach and your your guns are stored on your side and everywhere around you, and it's just a lot more difficult to reach shit when you're sitting down than when you're standing up. Yeah, because your chair gets in the way, your legs get in the way. Um, sometimes your desk or whatever is around you. you Have you played down. um After the Fall, like that Left for Dead, uh, wave shooter? It's really good, but um on that the way they handle sitting down is you can you can sit down, scale your character back up. You can either move your belts up to your chest, for example, or you can t change the belts into like a inventory window, so you, like you pull up like a like a radial menu 
the Switch guns, which is oh, I've not played it. So it's um, it, it, that's okay, bro. We should play it sometime though, because it's is pretty good. Um, one of the most fun multiplayer VR games I've played in ages, and it's it's cross platform with like PSVR even. So uh, yeah, one of my friends on on PlayStation played with me. But yeah, uh. I didn't reply to the comment and ask Kelly what her thoughts were on what game she'd make, but hopefully our answers there have uh, have helped. We are professionals. Trust us. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, no. I need another drink for this. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, man. But yeah, this next uh, this next question. Uh, oh God! <laughs> the Last of Us on HBO. Um, I can tell Rusty's got some strong feelings on it. So if you wanna wanna start us off there, I really don't. Well, my my main problem is I didn't believe this fucking twat at first when he said they they've got mouthworms until like the second episode. And what the fuck? Honestly, I can understand that they you find it difficult to talk for a fucking video, uh, for a movie or something when you have a gas mask on. But if that's the only problem, that like the muffledness of your of uh, the voices, and instead of making it fucking moving mouth worms, why don't you make it saliva transmission? Like, what's the problem with that? I think it actually, yeah. So in in the series, it is saliva transmission. You get bit, but the the worms are like a way of communicating because we're saying mouthworms. They're like mycelium. Um, so it's like what mushrooms or fungi fungi actually use to communicate. Um, in the first episode, actually, the uh, the old la- when Sarah goes into the house to check on her neighbors, the old lady's crouched over someone with all the worms going into the ear or something. So it's like a way of, and like in the second episode, she was already infected. So I think it was like he was communicating with the fungus. Honestly, I think in this day and age, everybody is aware of the concept of zombies. Yeah. So you, we don't need this extra weird kind of way to tell somebody, oh, there's zombies now. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I like about The Last of Us, though, at least the games. Um, instead of it being like... It, you know how have you ever watched The Walking Dead? No. So in that, uh, just in a nutshell, uh, police officer gets shot and then wakes up from his coma weeks or months later, and the world's gone to shit. He, you don't know why zombies exist; they just do. Uh, the downfall's already happened, basically. Um, so instead of in The Last of Us, instead of there being like an unknown pandemic, I guess, uh, it's fungus has evolved to use humans as its host and with fungus unlike a virus fungus has evolved to be able to survive in a hotter climate because of global warming and now that hotter you know them being able to resist hotter temperatures means they they can can use humans as a host you know live in a human body because beforehand they could not because they i think they succumbed to temperature at like 36 degrees yeah, the, the temperature of the human body, yeah. That's basically what I said, but thank you, yeah, my but... lady. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. 
No, I don't see the I don't see the issue in putting a human being in a quote-unquote oven. Yeah, the German one is talking about ovens again. Um, putting people in there, but if they evolving doesn't mean they become completely resistant to temperatures of like million degrees and up. That means they can now resist like forty-nine or fifty degrees temperatures, and you could you know reach that by sitting in a very warm room like 60 degrees you will fucking suffer and there's high chances of dying because it's too hot but you need to kill us if you want to survive so it's either that or the other option yeah so they burn the bodies to um to destroy it don't they so it makes sense um hotter temperatures that they can't withstand that you know they burn burn the spores burn the bodies um, not the. I think they mentioned spores in the series, but they're not. It's not a way of transmission. Because um, uh, Ellie mentions, aren't there big ones that explode spores all over you? But it's not a way of transmitting you the know, fungus. You know, with spores, it could be also explained that spores aren't necessarily the fungus itself. It's just like a seed. It's not the plant. Yeah. It's just a seed. And without certain circumstances, like. Uh, the right temperature and the right humidity, it cannot become a fungus, like grow into a fungus and then grow as a fungus. Yeah, It will stay a seed or it will get destroyed by the human body. So that's something you could, you know, use to deal with the problem of gas masks. Yeah, so uh, the actual, like, the actual final stage of Cordyceps is exactly in the games. They, they fuse to something like like maybe a tree they fuse the insect to it and then spray spores everywhere that the the spore i've forgotten what it's called in like fungus terms but the spore giving stage is the final stage of the the fungus so the game kind of hit on the nose with that like trying to be re- like realistic in how the fungus would act but um yeah in in the show unfortunately i'm guessing well they they've said the main reason is because having everybody talk through a gas mask for like three seasons wouldn't be wouldn't be useful but yeah i mean they could have they could have voiced over and tried to like muffle the voices a bit to make it sound realistic yeah cheers man but um in terms of the other changes from the games uh, I actually listened, there's a Last of Us podcast with the creators. Um, I listened to the episode two podcast and uh, Neil Druckmann, I, I think, directed that episode or something, the the guy who made the games. Um, the one thing that they added that he said he wished was in the games was how the mycelia communicate over long distances. Because, um, again, that's how not just cordyceps, but many different fungi communicate in real life. They can communicate over massive, like, kilometer distances through... You know, what I, I've recently stumbled across this, but what I also would find interesting, you know, with the concept of zombies eating, you know, and have you... Did you know a leech could find... When a leech finds its way through a maze perfectly, you could blend that leech in a blender and feed it to another, and that other leech would know exactly the, ma- the way what through the, the maze. <laughs> that's, that's chemical memory. Yeah. That actually exists IRL, and that's something you could use by zombies eating a human being 
like I guess converting your brain into chemical whatever magic that is or whatever that actually and happens they, in a zombie you know, film because, um it's like a it's more a romantic comedy than a zombie film but I think it's called Warm Bodies have oh, you seen it Warm Bodies yeah yeah, yeah he uh, eats brains and gets memories and yeah that's that's a pretty cool idea definitely but um yeah that I I thought it, you know it, it is different to the game so I I totally appreciate the disappointment in a way but they they're adding realistic sort of things to the game universe and like that mycelium communicating would have been awesome in the games like imagine you accidentally step or you have to walk through an area full of cordyceps and end up waking up a massive horde like it's it's interesting in real life as well like learning about fungi and how they communicate because that it's like a brain like you know like a synapse like you send a signal from one end to the other basically a neural network without any uh, anything else involved mind-blowing is is absolutely like i i find it really interesting and i think the last of us just touching back on like other zombie films compared to it like the way it's kind of realistic to imagine obviously the fungus can't survive in a warmer environment it's a fact but the fact that like in episode two there's um that mycologist in Indonesia. Uh, potential spoilers, by the way, but it's in it's in the first five minutes. Um, they ask her how how they can fix it, and she's like, "Bomb us, bomb everyone, or something like bomb the city, bomb bomb us all." Because th- th- there is like yeah. in real life, there's no way to to combat fungi. Um, once it it has a host, you can't kill the fungi. It's already one. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna send you a little link. Okay. Is this a link to gay German truckers again? Again? <laughs> I've already got it in my bookmarks, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah that, that's why. I did, so why I'm not gonna send it to you. I've again. seen this. They they train this thing on mo- on mo- mazes and stuff, don't they? Yeah, but the way this yellow mold moves. That was the end of my sentence, by the way. Okay, no, no worries. Yeah, but I think <laughs> so. I'm not sure in the, if this is the one I watched, but I, they um, they remade the subway network in Japan, I think, using this slime mold because they they basically put a maze in the shape of like I don't know wherever their subway network is. And it found the most efficient routes between everywhere because that's how the the fungus operates. It was like between little pieces of food, so it found the most efficient way to operate around the maze. And they actually they used it to fix their subway network to make it more efficient. Biomimicry, yeah, that's yeah, that's some yeah. We should adopt that everywhere possible. Yeah, because it, it blows my mind how it doesn't have a brain, but it's so smart, right? It's like fucking alien shit. And I'm going to put this um, this video in the background as we're discussing, but it's honestly it's it's one of those things that uh, like fascinates me. Like you know, like space, for example, space fascinates me. So does fungi. Like how <laughs> you know how does it do so many of these things that? Honestly, I don't think you need to be intelligent to find the most efficient thing. For example, what, what the most it found find it uh, it found its way in the most efficient way possible uh, by probably like making a path whatever it can 
and then trying another one closer, shorter, and then does it over and over again, and then it found the most. That's exactly how it happened. So at first it spread out in all directions, exactly. so, and then when it found the pieces of food, it it remade itself into the most efficient way possible. Yeah, there you go. It, it, it didn't think about it. It just did something. And if that something happened to be better, it removed the, the, the worst one and it did it again until it stopped finding something more efficient. And that's natural fucking selection by definition, I think. <laughs> yeah, but you have to understand, we're talking about fucking slime here. We're talking about mold. <laughs> you know, like fair enough, like humans evolved. Yes. To, you know, we actually have brains and, you know, opposable thumbs and stuff. So, but this is a fucking um, pile of slime, man. <laughs> dude, natural... I, we, Natural selections isn't isn't human. It isn't it's, just human, I know. Just, you know yeah, but I'm okay. I'm I'm saying how how it's how it's mind blowing that slime can possess that that quality, you know. Like it like it is like you guys can see the video in the background. It's fucking crazy. Like I I actually love learning about this shit. Okay. Genuinely, how about this way? Imagine having uh, you know your species exist for a few billion or trillion years or whatever, and not be efficient in what you do. Sloths. They are fucking ex efficient. What the fuck are you on <laughs> about? The entire reason why they move so slow is to conserve energy. What yeah, the but fuck they, you want? they die all the time because they're, they're so really slow. strong. I mean, yeah, the few outliers who fail to hold on to a tree or something, or just crawl across a human-made road because we need infrastructure. <laughs> True. Uh, you know, they die because they're on the floor. But, you know, imagine trying to pull the sloth off a tree. That motherfucker will hold on like, like fucking hell. Yeah, and they might not attack you fast, off, but they have, they have huge claws as well, right? Oh. Yeah, it makes it easier for them to hold on. But they are really fucking strong. They're slow. They don't need a lot of food because they don't, you know, move like this like we can. But they are really strong. And they can they, they're like a human, uh, uh, like a battle tank. That makes sense. <laughs> we we've actually got so a topic on a strong. on a battle tank later. Explosives. <laughs> so I love that. But before we segue <laughs> off, um, personally, I I really enjoyed the Last of Us series. I think maybe it helps that I've been so jaded by other adaptations. Um, have you seen any of the Resident Evil movies, like the old ones? No. Trash. Um, there's a Doom movie with Dwayne the Rock Roxon. <laughs> and, uh, that's pretty trash. It's watchable. By the way, speaking of that guy, you kind of look like him with your melon. <laughs> I look like him in real life. Like People say that to me all the time, man. Um, <laughs> but uh, You're just bald. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, when I have a clean shave and uh, yeah, I've just got the same body type as him, if you can imagine that. But yeah, I uh, my light on. so Halo as well, which I, I know you haven't seen. Um, it's not worth watching. Um, they made a new Resident Evil series on Netflix as well. But the way things are going lately, like they they get the IP, so Resident Evil, Halo, um, and so on, and oh. then they want to invent their own story for some reason. They're like, okay, we're going to take the IP and do what we want with it instead of you know. There's already an existing fan base. You could have made there's like literally like like halo as an example there's millions of years of lore in that story like you can pick a point and make a story on any part of it but they chose to 
try to invent something new. And Master Chief takes off his fucking helmet in the first episode, and that's unforgivable. <laughs> he's not supposed to have a face. He's just he's a super soldier, man. He he needs he's his helmet. Super, he's supposed to be your self-insert. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, but like, like Spartans are like genetically modified super soldiers. So he he literally his helmet has his HUD and all his mission hey. stuff. So he he just he cares about the mission only. And that's it. Like, that's how Spartans' minds are you, work. Are you telling me you're not a genetically engineered super soldier? Yeah, I'm a genetically engineered lemon man. Fun fact, you're actually, this, nice, this isn't a balaclava. Um, I used to work in a... In this a, is just a skin. Yeah, so I used to work in a lemon packing plant. And this is, <laughs> this is quite a traumatic memory, but... Uh, we had big, big vats <laughs> of origin story. Yeah, so we had big vats of citric acid uh, harvested from the lemons, and uh, one day one of the railings broke. I fell into the vat of citric acid, and I have I have become the lemon man. Honey, where's my lemon suit? <laughs> <laughs> where's my lemon suit? <laughs> okay, that gives me something fun to edit. I can edit. Uh, is it Frozone or something? Is his name? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was Frozone. But yeah, I, I'll edit Lemzone. <laughs> but yeah, um, to be honest, I've got high, high hopes for it. Um, I, I understand they changed some things, but, you know, hopefully it's it doesn't stray too far. Because have you seen like the scene by scene comparisons? You know, the part where they're driving through the city and stuff, and it's literally exactly like the game. I love that, man. Oh, what are you talking about? Uh, the Last of Us still. You know, um, at the start when they they pick up Sarah and they're driving through the city, it's like scene by scene exactly how it happens in the game. Like they drive past the burning house. Oh yes, yes, the the most yeah the most dramatic thing I from a child. Yes, thank you, thank you for reminding me. Yes. <laughs> Did you actually drive through a, a burning city as well? Mate, I live in Germany. What the fuck do you think of me? <laughs> yeah, true. Of course, I did. <laughs> Rusty was there when the Berlin nah, Wall I fell. Mean, I mean, <laughs> I genuinely mean when uh, The Last of Us, the, the fucking first, what was it, like 10 minutes of it? Yeah. Where you see your own your own, your own, own daughter fucking die by another soldier's hands. Like, that just kind of broke me a bit. Yeah, and like, that's what, like, the... Anybody who's not who's new to The Last of Us might think this this potential spoilers, by the way, turn us off. Well, don't turn us off, just mute us for like two minutes. <laughs> like the whole story of The turn Last us of Us. On, in fact. <laughs> to other people might be like zombie shows are like, oh, they're gonna find a cure, right? In The Last of Us. That's technically what they're doing, they're gonna find a cure, but if you spoilers, by the way. Yeah, extreme spoilers. Extreme spoilers. <laughs> extreme ones. Yeah, yeah. But the whole point is there is no cure. There's there's no chance of a cure, right? Like, if you pick up on those cues, the show kind of spoiled that early. Like, in the game, you don't realize that while you're... You, honestly, honestly, in my most humble opinion, of course, <laughs> I think that one soldier that killed Joel's daughter doomed the entirety of humanity because now with that trauma in Joel, he's not going to lose another child like his daughter. Yeah, that's partly the reason why you stop the, stop the scientists, right? But... Well, that, that is the actual reason. Yeah, he loves Ellie too much to let her die. Um, but she would have died for nothing. Um, 
Joel, Joel didn't know that in the game, so I guess it's kind of a plot hole. But there, there is no like they could have understood the fungus more by experimenting on Ellie and killing her, but they wouldn't have been able to cure it. Like there's, there's no way you can cure a fungus. The fungus has evolved to beat humans, basically. So humans are fucked. Honestly, uh, I think with with that kind of thing, I don't know what uh, Ali got going on genetically speaking to be immune against it. But yeah, that's another you don't plot necessarily hole. Necessarily need I... to to make a cure, but what you can do is make <clears throat> more genetically immune humans. That's true. Yeah. So, may, like the way I understand it is, like for some reason she hosts the fungus, but it's not. It, it's not like escalating to the point where she's like a it, it, it you know the fungus takes over the host like the fucking zombie fungus with, with ants yeah but I, I i just assume it's gonna be more of a symbiosis instead of a hostile takeover yeah with them. like they live in there give them some like perception help or whatever or just remove them from danger in the sense that the danger that they themselves create and by that, they feed off of the human and live in their safety, safely. Yeah. For the yeah. lifespan. So it's it's one of those those things in the game, right? Because you can understand why Joel made that choice, but like... <sighs> Cheers. But imagine how, like, his his own daughter died for no reason, right? So letting Ellie die for no reason would have been, like, the worst thing possible, right? Like, oh, yeah, sorry, I know we killed her and everything, but, yeah, we still don't have a cure. It's still pointless. You traveling with her for, like, months and months and bringing her here was pointless. Okay, counter-argument. Imagine killing, like, what, 15, 12, 10 scientifically capable doctors who are working <laughs> yeah. actively on relief killing them for for no reason to... it was a brutal rampage yeah he killed everyone in the hospital <laughs> yeah like the last guy i think you stabbed to death as well brutally don't you like like the guy in the operating room with the i can't remember i think you pick up something like a surgical tool and <laughs> the scalpel and you just shank him in the neck <laughs> yeah but yeah you are right that thinking about it that was like like 15 scientists probably the best in the world <laughs> at that point but um the best living ones in the world so that's what the last of us 2 is about it's consequences for those actions and i won't spoil it any further than that so you can play it but that's uh that's the whole story i'm not gonna play it <laughs> It's is pretty good, man. Um, definitely. Uh, I don't know. There's a. I don't want to spoil it for you in case you do it ever play it. I know you're saying you're not, but I'm actually not gonna play it. I've. I'm suffering from like sunk cost fallacy. Like in terms of Halo, you know, it's so old. I've seen so much shit about it already. I don't see it worth playing it for myself. I know the impact it had. I know the you know social. Yeah. Also impact it had. You know. And I don't, I don't think I'm gonna go through like another forty hours of my free time playing a game, like from beginning to end again. I'm not gonna do that. Do you mind if I mention some spoilers then? 
Yeah, absolutely. Don't, don't mind me. Okay, um, yeah, my, everyone. My, my ability to forget is uncanny, so don't worry. <laughs> true, true. But yeah, everyone, spoilers for The Last of Us 2, like pretty major spoilers. So if you haven't played the game, again, uh, skip forward a few minutes. But um, talking about consequences for those actions. There's a timestamp right there to when, when the spoilers end, end by there, right? Like right. <laughs> yeah, right, right there. Right, right there. He put it right by my hands. <laughs> No. Yeah, I'll have you projecting it. But um, Ellie, so it, it's it's forward a few years. Ellie's 19 now, so she's an adult. Um, she finds out, uh, I can't remember how, but I think it's from other people that there's some psycho called Joel that everyone's looking for who murdered a bunch of fireflies. And she's thinking, hang on, yeah. when was Joel around fireflies um, other than the hospital? So she confronts him. Uh, she's very angry because... To her, her life could have had meaning, but he made the decision for her, and it was her decision to allow the experiments, right? But he overwrote that decision and took her away. So she's angry with him. They have a big argument. Um, Joel gets captured by a group of a group of survivors, the leader of which is group of fireflies and ex fireflies. Yeah, so again, kill, kills Joel in front of Ellie. Yeah. Uh, Negan yeah, from the Walking you know, Dead stuff. I've star. already been spoiled, by the way. <laughs> okay, but yeah, she's um she's the scientist's daughter, the the one that you kill brutally in the operating room, actually. <laughs> so um, then it's a whole story about love and revenge and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's a it's it's pretty good. I, I liked it. A lot of people were angry because because of what happens to Joel, but I think it, you know, it's it's written well. Um. It, there, there. You know, would like in real life, there would be consequences for that if you just murder everyone because of your own feelings. Do you, do you, do you know the sentence? You either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. Exactly. Joel, Joel was the hero until he killed like a lot of people who were just trying to help the world. That's when he became the villain, and now he died a villain, and people are complaining about it. Yeah. And um, you could it's it's I like media like that where you you feel the character's emotions. You know why he did it, but you also understand that wasn't the right thing to do. Um, I also want to acknowledge what for people who are actually angry about it. What do you think? Uh, like a eighty-year-old retirement in a zombie apocalypse looks like. Do you think he's gonna be like in his on his yacht, like <laughs> having a cup of beer or something just enjoying his retirement like no he, he's gonna fucking die everybody's gonna die quickly soon sooner. yeah sooner there's um later, there's actually a good Only flashback soon. scene that you play so you you play as abby uh the scientist's daughter waking up in the hospital when the alarm's going off and obviously you know the start of the game when sarah wakes up and she sees the pandemic happening on tv she's trying to find joel it's very similar. So you wake up scared. You can't find your dad. You go down the corridor with all the alarms going off. There's dead bodies everywhere. And then you find your dad has been stabbed to death as a child. So that kind of shows the perspective of, you know, after Joel left with Ellie, this young girl wakes up the same way as Sarah did and finds her dad all fucked up. But yeah, it it gives you... You know, so I, that's why I don't understand why people are angry about it. It's it, it makes sense. Like it closed the loop in the story. It's like, you know, can you imagine if the start of the game was Sarah finding Joel dead? 
It's like, yeah, that's like the ultimate Uno reverse card where <laughs> Joel's daughter has been killed by someone. Like, now the daughter has, you know, the father being killed by someone and, you know, they go off on the rampage. But yeah, good, good series, uh, good series of games. And uh, I'm hoping the TV show carries on as, as strong as it is now. So, um, but without the mouthworms, please. <laughs> yeah, no, no more mouthworms, please. But yeah, this next story is a bit of a random one. Um, you you posted a meme that that <laughs> meme about it, and uh, it, it reminded me. It's such Shoot a good the meme story. Here, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Killdozer is our next topic. Um, did you want to quickly talk about your understanding of Killdozer, or do you want me to just read off what we've got there? Marvin Hemar. A normal, like, 9 to 5 or, like, 8 to 5 working human being mechanics workshop. Like, his own business. And he was kind of secluded, had an access road, as far as I understand or remember. For that matter, it's like 2012 when it happened. Right? Uh, yeah, it was... I think it was 2004, actually. Um, I should have put that there. I did look it up, though. I think it was 2004. All right. 2004 then um you know reasonable human being works his ass off to you know support himself or whatever family he got and you know he gets fucked over by everybody around him multiple times and unreasonably too yeah from what i i understood about it it was it was about like specifically about you know obviously it was Lots of people fucking him over over a long time that made him lose it. But the mo- more recent things, well, like what pushed him over the edge was like planning disputes with city officials um, and other perceived wrongs from the city. So I think he bought a bunch of Be- land. Before you go on, well, what I what I specifically remember is um, there was like this, uh, this Beton concrete company, right? It was? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who basically like bought land uh, which the access road for his company was on, demolished it, and uh, was about uh, were building his their own concrete plant on there. So he tried to lobby, like go through the proper channels, lobby against it, or at least have the access road built another way around them. And he was denied everywhere, and then the the construction for the new concrete plant that uh, plant broke a sewer line to his house and the city fined him for not being connected to the sewer line and he couldn't rebuke it because technically he wasn't connected but not to his own fault so he had to pay a fine yeah and that's the that's the only two specific wrongs i remember but there's probably more yeah um the the full story so uh, Count Dankula has this series on YouTube called like Absolute Mad Lads. Really, really, really good. He talks about awesome people. Killdozer was one of them actually. So um, go and watch somebody better than us talk about it if you want the full story. But we got the cliff notes here. <laughs> We've got the synopsis. <laughs> um, so after all of these perce- uh, wrongs or perceived wrongs, uh, he decided the best course of action as any sane man would is to build a fucking tank <laughs> a tank in his in his in his garage so um uh one little thing i've got here is that he they they believed he used a crane to lower the armor hull over the the dozer and himself so it was like a tank bulldozer and that would indicate that he had no uh no 
reason to get out of the tank. He 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 was dying in it, which is fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, like this 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 guy. I think, uh, as far as I remember, he built the armor like segmented around the dozer, and then the only like access place where he could get in and out to check if everything works was then later when he got in, he lowered it down and sealed it off by welding it, if I remember correctly, from the inside. <laughs> yeah. So whatever whatever was going through his brain, getting back out alive was not part of it. <laughs> but yeah, um, okay, so he might take a sip. Yeah, me too. So honestly, we should have made the AI the writer segment about the killer. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, we need to use it more, man. Um, I I haven't fiddle, fiddled around with it much, but like AI art, I used to be quite into making things. So uh, I'll, all of my profile pictures now are AI art. So Big Zesty Lemons on YouTube has AI art. Our cockpit logo in the background is AI art. But um, Hemeyer, behind the controls of his steel and concrete reinforced killdozer. <laughs> I love that word killdozer. <laughs> it's so fucking badass, isn't it? It's, it's, the, it's the best fucking word ever. <laughs> like imagine... <laughs> creating something new where they're like what else do you call this thing besides a killdozer <laughs> but yeah he began his attack on the town and his enemies at about 3 p.m bursting through a wall of the secret shop where he constructed his monstrosity <laughs> the thing is the thing is no hold on it wasn't even a secret shop he had it all out in the open and people visited him took pictures in there with just a kid of those casually in the background of the shop. You know, God, what, what are you making, bro? It. Not, not, it's, what, it's, what are you it's, working nobody on? Nobody even questioned it. They just saw, oh, that looks cool. Anyways, how you doing, my old buddy, my old pal? <laughs> it's not even secret. You just had it all in the open and nobody ever questioned it. I love how there was no, there was no, like, I don't know, shutters that he could open. He burst through the wall to, like, leave. That's how angry this guy yeah, I mean, was. He was like, it's, fuck it. It's all, <laughs> that's also an indication of him having no, you know, thought of returning. Like, this was his own shop, his own sweat and blood, and he just... Yeah. It doesn't matter to me anymore. So first, he flattened a couple buildings at a close-by concrete batch plant that he had complained about to the town council. That was the one you were talking about earlier. And then, with what seemed to be a clear plan, he got even with others on his list. By the time he was finished, he had demolished 13 buildings, including the town hall and the library within it, the police station, <laughs> the home of the ex-mayor, a bank, numerous vehicles, the newspaper where Brower worked, and the local hardware store. I think Brower was the opposition concrete plant, right? Um, I don't know. But yeah, I think, yeah, so... I copy and pasted this from the story, so some of it's missing, but I think these were all places that he felt had wronged him. So I think the bank refused to give him a loan or something for uh, for his fine. Oh, yeah, for building another road himself. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so um, that was, yes. that's where the bank is there. The police station, I'm guessing the police had visited him on numerous occasions. <laughs> the fucking psycho. <laughs> um, and the town hall, obviously, because, uh, because it was the town that w was responsible for the planning. Um, the newspaper, I'm guessing, because they reported on him. The local hardware store, though, come on, bro. 
<laughs> like what did the local yeah, hardware store do? A little bit excessive, I do admit with that. One. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just imagine, imagine one man, one bulldozer, a bit of concrete, and thirteen billet, uh, buildings demolished within like <laughs> what five hours. Um, so a lot of them had people inside. Actually, um, he drove through at three p.m. with people inside, no warning. So um. A little bit fucking nuts. But during the, la- the, during the rampage, law enforcement tried to stop Hemeyer and his, and his dozer with volleys of gunfire. Nothing worked. I want to add to that, actually. Um, not only gunfire, they tried to drop grenades and flashbangs into, his exo- into the bulldozer's exhaust pipe, which didn't work. They used C4 on surfaces on the dozer, which didn't work. They tried. They couldn't try to well like plasma cut things apart, because you know the bulldozer was still moving and shit. Can't have like expensive, uh, not expensive, like heavy ass fucking uh, gas tanks mixing with uh, you know pulling along while something is moving like that. So they they literally couldn't do shit until uh, somebody managed to hit the radiator of the bulldozer, which then led to, after a few more hours of the bulldozer functioning, because holy shit, that thing is capable, uh, the bulldozer overheated, blew a gasket, and the engine died of it. And then it was just... Yeah, they cut him. They, I there. think they cut him out eventually. But um, the scary thing after, is... He, after he, he was immobilized, he was uh, cut open with a plasma torch. I mean, not he, but the bulldozer was... <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah just just before we get to the ending of of the killdozer story um you know we're we're laughing and joking about it but he actually had uh powerful rifles mounted inside the tank and he was shooting back at the police um i can't remember if he killed anyone uh, i know he he definitely injured people and shot them so he shot a few police officers and at least one of his rival business owners um so not very funny i guess that part but, um i actually forgot to put the ending um, the ending on this list, so I think Rusty finished that off quite nicely. Um, was he taken alive, Rusty? Do you know? No, no. Uh, after the engine died, you could, according to what I remember, you could hear a singular gunshot inside the truck, and everything was quiet after that. And after like two or three more hours of the police trying to get in there, <laughs> before they decided to plasma cut it open. Um, keep in mind. Plasma cutting uh, reinforced concrete is difficult because concrete is concrete. It absorbs heat like my motherfucker. Uh, they struggled a lot with getting in there. And after a few hours, they got they opened the shit up and they found his dead corpse, some notes, I think, in there with the self-inflicted gunshot wood. Like he had a pistol or something and he... Okay. Decided um, yeah, uh, I mean... Life. How else would the kill those a guy go out? I guess that's a that's a, a warrior's death, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, this next drink, guys, goes out to Marvin Hemeyer. Um, I think the main takeaway from this story is that you know you you can perceive some wrongs, you can you can have some bad things done to you, but with a little bit of concrete, some reinforced steel, and a bulldozer, you can do what you like. Cheers. I think you phrased it wrong. <laughs> go on. With about eight tons of steel, a few tons more of concrete, and a few, a few bullets cased in uh, lead or something, you can achieve greatness. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 
So I, I think that pretty much brings us to the end, uh, the end of this episode. I'm sorry, guys, that it was a shorter one. Uh, we don't have many topics to go through this time, but next time we've got another guest episode. Um, we haven't done this on purpose, by the way, oh, but I think uh, Fav, right? I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. We'll give them the day. If, if they don't come, it's fine. Potential guest episode next time. Um, it, it's not an interview. It's just a guest episode. They're coming on to help us with the podcast. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to close off? <laughs> I, I want to acknowledge quickly, like, first of all, the delay for this week's episode. Um, we originally planned to record this Friday, right? Uh, Friday, yes. Friday. So two days ago from now we're recording this. Then we pushed it from Friday on yesterday. Saturday, yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Where this cunt was still awake at like three like three PM. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't catch any sleep and I was kinda fucked over myself. Uh because of my stomach. We had a gentleman's uh, we agreement. Decided then, you know, yeah. We'll 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 see we'll see how we are tomorrow and I mean now today, so Lack of preparation, health issues, shit planning, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we we are and professionally unprofessional. Difficulties. Yes, yes, we are. But that's fine. Uh, anyways, lovely people. This has been the Cockpit VR podcast. I have been Rusty. I've been Zesty. We appreciate you all watching. Like, favorite, subscribe, share with your friends, do whatever. Join our Discord. Subscribe to Lemon Man. Uh, follow Rusty on Twitch as well, uh, twitch.tv. He changed his URL slash username, so Rusted underscore Iron now. Damn, bro, I have to update all the descriptions, yeah, you actually. Really should. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, you I'll really fix should. But yeah, uh, thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> Make sure you do join the Discord and, and take part in the discussions, suggest some topics. I'm going to find the most gross outro music now. Feelings are faces, like under the surface. Don't know what you're repeating of me. Put under pressure, or wanting in your truth. Every step is a taking time.